0: Your trap slow, my nigga. I feel sorry for you. Sorry, nigga. Cause we banging hand to hand, getting it in them holes. Yeah. I'm talking transactions, CDS, some distributions. That's we going thing. hard with this shit. We need our restitution. Hey, I yeah. love my nigga, so I do whatever for my dog. Neddy say he need me, and I got him. He'll never fall. Never. I'm coming in the clutch, something like I'm Kyrie. What? You niggas bluffing, man.
1: I wish you niggas be down and guess what we need
0: answers all right we're back we need answers podcast this episode i think it's episode 74 back on the real wire uh episode this part i think this part eight this might be our eighth one we did we got my uh my man rudy mr rudy limwood williams in here we want to talk about his um his time in baltimore and growing up in baltimore this time and uh, um very popular case I did my homework going we got a very big case that was that made a lot of noise in the city around that time and yeah um you know just like I, like I was telling you before we started the the real Wyatt series is basically just to give your perspective on the city what the city has made you um, how you feel about the city and you know, what it means to you so um in all different aspects you know we started the very first one we had um Bodie brother on here, Ronald. Talked about his and I had my uncles, my my cousins, uh, friends of mine. I had my aunts on here, so we we I just hit a I like to hit a lot of different times, in, in in the history of Baltimore, and just put out that history because you know a lot of people hear a lot of things about us and they go off of that TV show and they assume a lot of things about us and they know you only give us so much on the TV show. TV show only go an hour max, a max, and then at the end of the day, it's still entertainment. But you know, I just try to provide. Some real insight to it for some real people that have lived it and been here and still here. So um so I know if I guess you can introduce yourself. Um, when did you get here? <laughs> what part of the city you from all of that?
1: I'm from originally I'm from East Baltimore as a kid. And uh my people moved to West Baltimore Park Heights when I was a boy village in nineteen sixty eight. I lived in Baltimore all my life. I'm from Baltimore. Okay.
0: And um, what what year? What year were you
1: born? I was born in 1954.
0: And what what was the so what was the 50s, 60s, and 70s like for you?
1: Uh, the 50s was like we was poor. You know, black people they was still discrimination, which I wasn't aware of at the time. But later on, I read about and understood things that I lived at the time. And uh, we lived on, uh, what's what's that, Uh, Bradford Street, East Baltimore, near Monumental Street, and it was still a lot of whites in the neighborhood, Free indians or Native Americans, they called them Indians then, you know, but now they call themselves Native Americans, because they originally from here.
0: Yeah. Oh, they dominated that area around that time?
1: The whites did, you know, it was a poor integrated neighborhood, you know. Okay. It was around the time... Put it in perspective. It was time, uh, Supreme Court decision, uh, Brown versus Board of Education. Right. Douglas Marshall represented. Mm -hmm. That was in nineteen fifty four. You know when I was. So that integrated schools, so called. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the neighborhoods was integrating too. You know, Mm -hmm. but they were still. You know, they integrated poor whites with poor blacks.
0: Okay. And um well. What was what some some um, monumental things that happened around those years? That's like historic things that happened in the country or in Baltimore around it. Like what was the? I'm just trying to paint the picture of what was going on around this time.
1: Well, the first big thing, you know, the national news, actually global, book happened when I was in uh, the 1963 when I was in uh, elementary school, going on damn Broadway. I forget. Uh, name of the school, 159, mm-hmm. and at that time I was what, nine years old, mm-hmm. and the John, President John Kennedy got killed. Okay. And we was in the classroom, and the principal came and announced and said, that the school would be closing early, you know, because mm-hmm. the president got killed. At the time, I didn't know who he was, you know, but I was happy because we was getting out early, right, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. I was damn, they, they need to kill one every day, you know. <laughs> so we, you know, because I didn't like school at the time. I felt like I was in a box, you know. Okay. Yeah, it was like a mini prison they was getting me ready for, you know. Yeah. So, so
0: that was one of the big things that had
1: Right, I was just happy, you know, to go home early, you know.
0: Right. So what What was the, um, like, I know how you seen, you said that it was dominated by whites and Native Americans. So seeing the transition from what Monument Street and all the other parts of Baltimore, because I know, like, on a, a past episode, we was talking about, my aunts was talking about how it was uh, shopping stores up the village. It was hat companies and all that. All over the city, like the movie right, stuff like that. Holcher combs. Yeah. So how so department stores. So how they how how do you looking at the city? Five and nine. Yeah. So how, how does it transition from what it was to now like make you look at the city like what it used to look
1: like? Well it's a big difference. We we own more businesses. Very few businesses back then. Yeah. I might add when I was little living around Monument Street, we used to play in the alleys, running around. We didn't have a lot of toys and mm-hmm. stuff like We used to run around, play high scots mm-hmm. with the girls sometimes, play marbles and hide and seek and stuff like that, right? right.
2: And it was a lot of wh-
1: white whites still in the neighborhood, like I said poor, you know, we used to run in the alley and be old white men in there, mm-hmm. you know, the pants down, waving us in, like come on in the alley. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's the type <laughs> we of to, guys, Yeah, man. you had to be careful. And they was like, you know how you have the the buildings and all that. Mm-hmm. They're not real alleys, but you can go through the buildings. Yeah. They real narrow and all. Yeah. Then they got little nooks and candies in there. Yeah. You had to be careful moving through there, you yeah. know, at that age when you were a kid and all that. Yeah. 'Cause they'd be lurking in the in the oh, all right. in the alleys. Old white menace. Yeah, that's <laughs> sick. So
0: what was your transition to West Baltimore like?
1: Well, my transition to West Baltimore was like, hmm. I was up, uh, when my people moved to West Baltimore, Park, I'd I was still up Boys Village, I think. Okay. This was in 69, and they was living up there. At first, I was still going back. My friends was at East Baltimore. I was still going back over to East Baltimore, yeah. Really didn't like the West Baltimore crowd at the time, Park Ice. Because when I was coming up in East Baltimore, you know, you move to another neighborhood, you know how the competition is, you be fighting and all. Yeah. Somebody, you know, get jumped, we get them, you know. Yeah. Or Park Ice, somebody get jumped, they be like, oh man, let it go, you know, we gonna get them and all that. And, oh, then, okay. and then hope you forget, you know, and they yeah. used to let a lot of stuff go, you know. And, uh, East Baltimore Yeah, kind of rough. so to me, that wasn't gangster, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I was like... So, but over time, you know, I got tired of going over East Baltimore more, you know, back and forth. And you know? I started making friends up on Park Heights, you know. Okay. So, the only thing I didn't like about them, you know, they were smooth as far as dressing and things, and you know. Mm. But, and with the girls, you know. But, they, uh... They ain't no fighting. you know, they ain't stand up for themselves, no respect. Okay. Later on it became even more permanent when I started, turned 16 I was going over to city jail and uh, mm. we had homeboys over there, you know, and they would not, you know, acknowledge that they came from Park Heights because oh. Park Heights Park boys ain't getting no respect in the 60s. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you go over there and you from Park Heights, you know, they're going to look at you like us. Sissy or pretty boy, or something like that. So,
0: <laughs> so they got made their name later on in the, in the
1: years. Yeah, that can happen in the eighties. All that changed in the eighties.
0: Okay. I read that you went to um when you went to boys camp, the boys village. That you you said that you had to lie because the stories was like uh if you ain't going there for, for nothing serious, and they they like try to come at you crazy. So you told them. I think you said the first time the article I read, the first time you went, you said it was
1: for uh Hooking School, too. Yeah, yeah, so
0: you had to tell them you
1: uh, Right. Yeah. The second time I made sure, you know that Yeah, yeah, it was worse it time. was something, you know, <laughs> for auto theft or burglary or something like that. What
0: what was the what, how old was you the first time you went?
1: First time I was thirteen. Okay. And it was for
0: hooking school.
1: Yeah, it was for hooking school. And then you
0: went in and you so so and I know this is always a saying that I always hear now said in the article that I read it's like it's like a lot of people when they go to jail they call it college or, or like school because they meet that's when they really learn or meet other people that yeah. oh yeah so you when you left you came home a whole different person true so it, true Sharpened your tool in the streets
1: true I, I really learned about the world in prison okay ironical with yeah. you mm-hmm. and on top of that not just learn about the world right but you find, you you go to jail, that's when you become free.
2: Okay.
1: People out here is not really free because they don't, they think they're making their own decision, but they're influenced by it. And, you know, and there's so many influences mm-hmm. that they can't really put their finger on They don't. They can't see them, you know. Right. But when you're in jail, you got time to think. Okay. You can see all the influences. Now you think about how you got there, you know. Yeah. That's probably the first time you did any real thinking. You
0: know? Right,
1: People, out oh, do you don't do no thinking. They, you know, they on a the treadmill They jumping. Right,
0: right. And being in there, you forced to think, cause you. You, really you got forced many to, other things to
1: do. And you got all the time in the world to so think. Right. And actually, thinking is the best thing you could ever do. You know? Right. Because if you do it well, you ain't got to do no physical work. Right, right, right. Cause people are gonna come to you to solve their problems. Right.
0: So how was you? So when you went back after 13, how long was you in there after that?
1: Probably, let me see where I went. I went up. I was in Boys Village. Victor Colour. Which was like a gladiator school. This was like make Boys Village look like a kindergarten almost. <laughs> they was tough up there. You had to fight up there. Okay. And uh, when I went up there, they put me in the the biggest unit. They called them units up there. In Boys Village they was coward. Cottages, but they call them units up there, and they put me in the with the big boys, mm-hmm. number eight, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's one to eight units. Mm-hmm. That's where the big boys was at, you know. And they put me in there, and the guys were surprised when they seen me. They was like, "What? Why they bring that little boy over here?" You know, because <laughs> they, you know, they was proud, you know, of their status being the big boys, you know, yeah. and bringing me over there. You know, that was like going Against the grain, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it was just a matter of time before I got in the mix, you know, and I ended up running the... Okay, I ended up running it, you know. Uh-huh. And
0: you came home, how long, how long, so how
1: long was you in there when you went to that? I was in there, uh, when I was in there, they uh, they came and I asked anybody did they want to go to uh, forest camp. Uh-huh. This was in 16. 16- E nine somewhere, and I said, "Yeah, I want to go to forest camp." Mm-hmm. Me and a couple other dudes, we went up forest camp. We get up forest camp. You know, they say you work, you make money and all that. Man, they work you like a slave. Up here. <laughs> 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 they give you less than minimum wages, and you chopping down trees up here, man. Oh, wow. Real trees up here. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's like six, seven hours from Baltimore. Yeah.
0: It's still in Maryland?
1: Yeah, it's in Maryland. It's, uh, it's in Cumberland, Maryland. Then they got certain... Uh, we was in... Uh, what was it? Uh, five Stone, Maryland. Oh, that's
0: deep. That's like deep south.
1: Deep yeah, deep we south was, it's south. a five, six-hour ride, you know. Okay. So you can't escape from up there, you know? Hmm. You gotta wait till they give you a weekend and don't come back. You know, yeah. trying to <laughs> escape from there, like Boys Village and all. Yeah, you, nah. can,
0: you can escape from Boys Village.
1: Yeah, you can escape from Boys Village. You yeah. know, most of guys get caught. You know, but you yeah. can escape from. It.
0: So when you left all of the, the, the camps and you came home, I'm assuming you was adult at this time, right?
1: When you when you no, nah, I was camping. still juvenile. Oh, okay, so Let's how see. was it when
0: you got back out? What was
1: I ain't even stay out long enough to really know what the street's like, you okay. know, because I stayed in the, into uh, and, Okay. Tell you the truth, man, stealing and robbing was a way of life, you know.
0: Back in the day, right? Yeah,
1: because we wasn't conforming to no rules back then. You know? Restriction, you know. Okay. Society put a limitation on you right. as you're coming up and all that. Yeah. So we wasn't to be restrained, you know. Yeah. Most of the Jews you find in jail, like alpha males and all. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mind... Obeying the rules. Once I agree to the rules, i obey them to a hundred percent. The rules yeah. that I don't have no input, no say in, and somebody else made them up. And I got a problem with that, yeah. much. especially while I'm not benefiting from these rules. These rules are actually limiting me, you know, restricting me. You know. society rules like they did, you know. Boy, you gonna be a, a, a you gonna be a soda truck driver, you know, when you grow up. This is what your teacher telling you, you know principles and people and authority. You can't
0: be bigger than that. That's
1: right. What tries to teach right. Mm-hmm. So I took to the streets when I was probably seven or eight years old, you know, mm-hmm. getting what I want, you know. Yeah. yeah, my father, my family wasn't rich or anything like that. I saw things that I wanted, you know. Yeah. I remember the first time I stole something, I, it was 50s and I don't know, no, nah, it was probably early 60s, but I don't, so, what well, year it was, it was uh, on Jefferson Street, East Baltimore, they had an a and I don't think they have no more, they got Giants and Krogers and stuff like that. But they had an A&P chain, a super, supermarkets. So, me and my cousin, we went to the supermarket, me and my cousin and my brother. And they had a line, we was waiting on the line, you know, to check out. So my cousin turned to me and said, we up there and get some of them Life Savers sneakers off the thing. So I do it, he said, put them in your pocket, right? I put them in my pocket, you So uh tell my brother, do the same thing, right? So we get through the line and all and he paid for a, a host of trinky or something like that, and we get around the corner and pull it out, you know, and I'm like, damn. I ain't know you can do that, (laughs) you know? I ain't know you can get things without paying for it. So we just had a little celebration. We were singing three blind Mice, three blind Mice." We don't have to work, we don't have to work, you know? Uh And you know, that was like this, you know, when man discovered fire, you know? I was like, from here on out, man, I'm good. I take what I want, (laughs) (laughs) I don't need no money. So,
0: so, but, so before you got into like anything else, that was the your way, your main way of getting money was was robbing,
1: robbing, stealing, yeah. Okay,
0: okay. I know robbing banks was real big back then too. Right at that time.
1: Yeah, I was never a bank robber. Okay, I was never a bank robber. Yeah. Fortunately, either, yeah, yeah, because robbing banks, you don't learn any discipline, you know. Yeah. See, I went away like 17, when I, when I really turned the corner and start really uh, thinking. Started thinking about different things, examining and everything. So that was before I even could get into robbing the bank. You know? Robbing the bank is really a dangerous occupation because if somebody, you know, you tell somebody to get on the floor and all that, or you got a security guard in there, and he reached for his gun, he done made a decision for you. You know, you might not want to kill him, yeah. but now yeah, it's you kill or be, be killed. killed. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to get caught, you know? Yeah. So that's like so high risk. Adrenaline, yeah. you gotta be a junkie, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: For that that rush, you know? Yeah. Like evil Knievel somebody. Right, you know? right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's a danger. <laughs> yeah. And then when you get the money, it came so easy. You might spend it in one day. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, you might it spend it in one hand. day. And then right. you write right back in the bank and all that. Right. You might get away with five or six of them, but they will catch you. Right, right. They will catch you. When they catch you, you got you face it uh, a thousand years, you know? Uh-huh. Okay. So I never, never, uh, that never really appealed to me, you know? I used to rob drug dealers, though, you know, other drug dealers. Okay. Yeah, we used to rob drug dealers. That was dangerous too, you know. Yeah. Not during that time because, in the early late sixties and the early seventies, yeah. the, uh, the sticker boys, the bandits, had the upper hand. Okay. Cause we moved in, and, and, and we moved in little uh, gangs and all. Uh-huh. You know, we moved from parts of the parts of the city. Okay. Just robbing everybody, you know, and after you. I was like the youngest one in the bunch. I was like 16, 17 years old. The rest of them was like 25, 27 80. Mm-hmm. Why they letting me hang with them because I was serious and all, and I had heart, you know yeah. So they would sit on to them a lot of times. Uh-huh. The Dope boys knew their faces yeah. and all that. See, dealing with doe back then was like mom-and-pop operation, you know. Mm-hmm. It was small, you know, It was two-man operation. One stand on a corner, collecting money, send the other one in the alley, mm-hmm. get the dope, just hidden behind a telephone pole or something mm-hmm. like that.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: Maybe had a gun, maybe not, you know. It was tiny back then. So stick-up boys, you know, outnumber them, you know? yeah. yeah, we moved around in teams and shit, five or six of us. Sometimes it might be two, you know, one, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: We would hook up, you know, and I was like the little one, you know, I was a baby in a bunch, right? So what they did with me was to, uh, since I wasn't known like them, you know, and I didn't look like no threat, they used to send me down there, you know, ask about the dope. Okay. While I'm talking to them, they would sneak up behind them, you know, okay. pull guns on them. You know. yeah. Sometimes I would walk down there and get the up on them, and then they'll come out, you know, okay. and we would rob people. you know. yeah. But even back then and all, I was like a businessman, you know, They would shoot the dope up and get high, you know. You wanted the money. Yeah, with the money, you know. So I would take mine and sell it. Mm -hmm. Then i seen I was like, this is better than sticking up people, you know. So, you know, I'd take my little profits and start going down Mm -hmm. to uh, South Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Big drug dealer, uh, Liddy Jones. And and $85, you could take a bundle and... For $85, make $360 or something like that. So I started doing that. I made a little money, but my career was interrupted by, you know, crime and all. I got a manslaughter charge at 17. Sent me away for, uh, I got five years for it. While I was incarcerated, I got 10 years for a tent murder. Then I got an, another temp murder, Then, but I ended up, I'm representing myself, I ended up getting three years for a lieutenant and uh, protection. And uh, so that's what interrupted me. When I come back home, you know, the drug game was, had blew up, you know, it was massive. You know. It was no longer mom, pop, two-man operation. It was uh, actually like a corporate division of labor, highly organized, you know. Guys had more resources, more money, Bigger crew, they had killed off all the sticker boys and stuff. That game was over. Nah, it was they, yeah, it turned the corner. Now they, now they got the power. They got the vans and all, and they making millions. So they had to protect the money. You know?
0: So Pete was moving a lot stronger. And what what
1: years was this? You talking about? This was in uh, the eighties. This is when yeah, you- in the late seventies and the eighties, especially the early eighties. Yeah. And once
0: you came home, you was like game over, I'm just going to jump in and, and Even
1: before I came home, you know, while I was in, there was young kids coming in there who I met that was already in the game, you know. And people was telling me about them, and they had their pictures and all at the Mercedes businesses and Man. stuff like it, the girls at the club, Man. the jewelry, you know. So I was reluctant to get in there, actually, for real, because I, while I was in, I was more militant. And I was full of people, you know. The whole time, you know, but gradually, you know, people start convincing me that people didn't want no any change, and they want to live like they living, and you just waste your time. Ain't nobody gonna listen to you. My family mainly come and see me. I'm trying to convert them, trying to you know, uh, conscious, make them conscious, and they resisted, you know. So I didn't even listen to them at first. I had it all figured out, you know. So, but within the last, like, year before I came home, I started, they started making some progress with their argument. I was okay. like, I'm, I opened my mind, I said, okay, yeah. let me let me look at it from their point of view. Yeah. So, maybe they right, you know, I get out there and people don't want no change, just, I said, all right, if I get out there, I'm going to get mine. That was my attitude. Fuck them, you know? Yeah. They don't want it, then I'm going to get mine, you know? Right. And once you take on a thought, you know, that thought tends to go, you can go in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's where my mind was going by the time I got out. And once I got out there, it went too far, you know? Mm-hmm. You go too far, you know? Yeah. Don't yeah. nothing change, cause you change direction yourself for an accident, you know, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tragedy is. Right. So once you got out, um, so let me ask you this, I'm going to
0: jump. Ahead and, and stay in this. Being in the in the system, right? When you when you locked up and you seeing like when you when you're doing a lot of time. I think you said something about this in the article, but when you when you're in there and you seeing like as as 50 years pass and you seeing how the world changing and you seeing young guys coming like you said. You seeing the guys come in and now you seeing what's going on out there, the cars and, and clothes and the game change. So when you seeing there like today, I know a lot of people say like my elders and all that. They always say like how young kids don't have no respect today, like for, for nothing, like the game change, even just regular life change, like the younger people don't respect a lot of things that everybody was raised in that time to respect, like respect the eldest period. So what's what's something while you was in the system that you experienced like, oh, this is, is, is real different now, besides what you already said, like just, just coming into contact with different age groups, because how, how many years total you did locked up?
1: Or what's it? Been just, all, just period like, all you together. To say, like,
0: how many years of your life have you done t- total behind behind the wall?
1: About forty one or two.
0: So you've seen.
1: About yeah, about, maybe more than that. About forty five.
0: So you've seen so many eras of new people coming in, and, right. and what? So so what 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 stood out to you the most about like every time I'm in there, I can see like this is what's changing. It.
1: Well, when I first went in, started going in, like I said, a boy village, like you have a pecking order, you know. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Respect is issued out according to seriousness of your crime. You know? Right, right. You in for serious crime. And the sticker boys was like in the 70s, mm-hmm. bank robbers, mm-hmm. they was at the top of the pecking order.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. But in the 80s, they, all that changed, you know, because the dope boys was getting more money. You see them on TV, they make movies out of them, and yeah. they in the newspaper, on the news, and the yeah. magazines, And yeah. So, the yeah. bank robbers, they became irrelevant, you know, yeah. outshadowed. You know? Yeah. And then you have guys in jail thinking about what uh, criminal pursuit they gonna take when they get out, the, yeah. you know? And then everybody wanna be a dope boy. 'Cause there's more money in there, you know? mm-hmm. and you know, the money is not really slow. It's slower than the stick up, but it's still fast enough, you know, mm-hmm. to uh to achieve your dreams now. Right. See, America society, they put the American dream in our heads when we kids, but they don't give us as black men no means did. at all. Yeah. They give one or two, you know, good boys. Yeah. And you got to be a good boy, too, right. you know. Right. You got to
0: work harder to get
1: They get them, they open some doors for them so they can reach the stats then use them as poster boards to say that.
0: I helped one of
1: them. That, see that? You can make it in society mm-hmm. if you do this and do that, this and that. If, right. If you don't make it, that's because you didn't do this and that, right. this and that. But right, we
0: don't know too many of them guys.
1: Right. They, yeah. We don't. Yeah. No, I didn't know any of them right. in my neighborhood, right. you know, right. doctors and lawyers and all yeah because they move out once they get a certain level.
2: Right.
1: They I ain't saying that yeah, they no. move out, you know, because they trying to live, they don't want to share what they have. Yeah. They trying to get with people that got more than they do. Right. right. They don't want nobody knocking on their door late at night talking about you got some Hennessy and a, yeah. a cup of sugar, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, one, <laughs> one, one thing I always say on here, especially on these episodes is that, um, you know a lot of people become a product of their environment because that's all they know so you can't really especially in a time like back in y'all in your time because it wasn't a lot of opportunities anyway for us so if all we know is this area these people that come up these robbers like you said uh somebody showed you how to steal don't nobody show you how to be a doctor they show you how to go to college and not like that so if you don't get the the, the mind frame to go to college or to search this field and now you're not going to get it more than likely unless you want different. It's back then those opportunities wasn't as present.
1: Well, uh, the responsibility, societal responsibility mm-hmm. for directing people in different areas mm-hmm. is the institution, school, right. college, yeah. the media and all of them. True, true. So they actively, you know, Directed us into other areas, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like to work for somebody else. Yeah. They didn't direct us and they didn't teach entrepreneurship in right. school. Right. Still no. The economics sure. was home economics of how to uh save money on on flour and cook business and all that so you yeah. won't have to eat out in what restaurants. Home really e- and they taught that to the females in the school, yeah. you know, home economics, how to cook, how to buy flour and some right. sugar, and make yeah. cakes and stuff like <laughs>
0: that.
1: Yeah. They ain't teach us anything about so economics.
0: They taught them how to be housewives, basically.
1: Right, yeah. you know, the limited, you know, to play role players. Right. Right. When you go all the way back to the, uh, you go all the way back in this history, you know, early 1900s, who formed the United States Board of Education school system. Mm-hmm. People don't even know. They think the government did it, but that money came from the, the business titans, Rockefeller, Dell okay. Carnegie, and okay. uh, uh, Ford and all these. Yeah. They the ones that set that school up, these school systems up and all that. So they going and teach. they well, designed the cur- to... curricula yeah, they because teach. they need factory workers right, at the time. Right, you know. Right, okay, okay. They need a factory workers Makes and all sense. that, right? Makes sense. They didn't need no competition. Somebody yeah. that you know,
0: teaching political
1: business. science,
0: yeah.
1: and, you know, sociology right, or, right. or businesses and all that. No, they they taught you how to read, read and write so you can get follow the directions on a map to get to the factory. To, yeah, or, yeah, right, 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 enough right. math so you yeah. can figure out your check, you know, and all. Right, right. you get paid the amount of money, you know, that's crazy. A, man. So they designed that
0: that's crazy.
1: Spelman, that we make a big deal out of Morehouse, Howard, and all? Every yeah. money from from a uh, Rockefeller uh, family, the bankers and all, uh-huh. had all the money. And right. They the molded shaped society, you okay. know, they directed everybody into the roles they play and uh, right. which was the limitation and all. Uh, yeah. But they say, well, okay, every now and then you're gonna get a black man of super intelligence, mm-hmm. Obama, uh, mm-hmm. Jesse Jackson, and all. that. So we got to give them a little more yeah. and make them part of the system. Yeah. 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 So it's we totally can hold them up, advertise them, and say, see, they made it. Y'all can make it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know?
0: In our reality, you know, it ain't going to go that way. You know, I ain't, we ain't going to tell nah. you how, but we can show you we got this one that we can this. Right. Over. And then
1: they forget about us because they become part of the elite system. They elite stand. You know, they got prestige, power, they live in certain neighborhoods. Yeah. And, you know, it's natural for a person to want to be superior, right. better than Next person. Held in high self-esteem and all that. Yeah. So they play that game too and all that. Right. But look at now. They say this. You got to watch people for a long time. When they say something and all that, I don't really doubt it know all that. Mm-hmm. I don't know you, you know. So I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to watch you and see if you follow up on yeah. And you had all these politicians claiming that they were for these four people and they're going to fight for them and I love you and this and that while they was campaigning. And even in the office, they've given lip service. But now that they out of the office, the White House and all that, where are they now? You seen any of them? No. You see them in the magazine on TV, but where are they when you see them? They're in the first air, rea- jet-skid, hobnob, and rubbing yeah. elbows with the wrists in the, in, the, in the power structure. But
0: they ain't with us.
1: Yeah, they said they was with us. Mm-hmm. They said they was with us. They love us and all that. Yeah. But they ain't, with, they ain't with us. Right. They don't even live with us. Right. They ain't even trying to come in the hood. Oh, they yeah. try to send more polices in the hood, you know, yeah. when they come in there. Right. They the ones, you know, passing the bills, you know. them. Right. But they don't really, they are not for, you know, uh, sharing the wealth. They for taking all they can and, and putting polices in there right. to keep you from getting it, taking right. it back. Right. 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 Taking it back.
0: Right. So we, before we got on, I'm gonna ask you one question and we going to jump ahead a little bit. When you was, when we was out, um, talk before we got on, you were saying how Baltimore is real prominent in the jail system,
1: yeah. Baltimore is respected, you know, mm-hmm.
0: always has been,
1: yeah, really respected, you know, top dog, yeah. We stand out in terms of being real, you know, yeah, always being real,
0: respected yeah, respected us hands down like we was the ones in the, in the
1: joint, right?
0: Okay. So, when you came, when you came, so so we, um. Jump a little bit ahead to your, you know, the the, the real big case that that's behind your name, or whatever. So, um, basically, you you got in the drug game, major, you had your way in the drug game and all that and for a while. Know. So I <laughs> <laughs> had a little run. <laughs> so, so talk about your run. Like was, how did you get started? And it wasn't
1: long as I wanted to be, but it, it was <laughs> a little, uh, like I said, when I came, home, I was disillusioned with. Uh, Black people being committed and really wanting to change, you know. They they convinced me, you know, I had my eye open and you know, and I seen, okay. And you know, it's like water. Your water takes the easiest route, right? You know. And that's human nature too, you know. So I calculated, you know, how long it's hard to even get to one person. You talking about masses of people, you know, millions and all that. You might stand a better chance getting to a millions than one person, you know? For real. Psychology, is easier to control a million people than it is one person.
0: Cause everybody gonna follow it in the next person, or, or is that I'm gonna one? give you
1: an example. Uh you go to a uh a, a speech, somebody's giving a speech, right? You got hundred, two hundred, three hundred people in the audience, right? And at the end of the speech, he might open and to questions, you know. Okay. And you had people sitting in there, because I didn't, uh, I didn't give speeches, a lot of them, and, you know. and after the speech, people see you by yourself. They'll come up to you and they'll say, uh, man, I wanted to ask you a question, man. I really want to ask you a question, you know, but I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Everybody would do that. But while they're there with all these people, they, don't, yeah, they lose saying? their heart in yeah, the crowd. Yeah. People lose their heart. You say it's a mob one. is like a woman, you know, soft. Okay. Because they're afraid about other people's positions. They, they might be alone in their positions, so they're not going to yeah, yeah, speak yeah. up. Right, right, right. That's how Hitler, Mussolini, and yeah. all these leaders yeah. was able to control millions and millions of people. Yeah. But when you get a person by themselves, you or him, mm-hmm. they ask you all kinds of questions. Right. Get yeah. smart with you, mm-hmm. hell with you, I don't believe nothing you say, you know. Yeah. But yeah. they're not going to do that. Yeah. If everybody in <laughs> the
0: crowd showing respect and chilling. Right, they they're 100%. not going to do that. And that's what's
1: happening with society now. Yeah, yeah,
0: 100%. People lose their heart in crowds now. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's why it's easier to control a crowd than it is one person. That's a fact. I, I understand totally
0: what you mean. Social media, that's that. Yeah, that's why
1: they used to stand there, all the white people that participated or you know, stood by and watched a black man get killed. They wasn't bad people, not all of them. they just ain't had the heart to step up. Right. right. One man, a big mouth man, loud and all that. He could control the whole mob and all. Because <laughs> everybody is not they don't know how many people with him and all. They that's don't want to like, be isolated and all. Like how riot
0: so, stuff. If one person kick it off and everybody else feels like right. doing it, They're going to follow.
1: They're going to follow. It's like a whirlpool, you know. Right. Start off small. and it, yeah. That's Roll why Hitler used the uh, uh, swastika symbolized power, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it represents a swat, it represent a whirlpool.
0: Okay. If
1: okay. things start turning and all that, get bigger and bigger, you yes. know, it, it sucks up everything. That's what he did with Germany and you know? all Okay. He knew what he was doing. He was a genius, you know. Yeah, I've read, I've read, okay. read, I've watched
0: a documentary on him recently. It was about all leaders, but they talked about a lot of what he was doing. Cause he wasn't really, he wasn't. He was a small guy at first. He wasn't really known. He worked his way up,
1: kind of. He actually, uh, the history say he was a, a military intelligence uh, undercover. Yeah. They sent him down there to spy on these political uh, groups and things okay. like that. Okay. He got down there. You know, he was spying on them. You know. They didn't know it, somebody told him, get up and make a speech. He got up, he surprised himself that he was that eloquent, you know. So yeah, he became real with it after a while. And he grew from there. He was able to keep the system off him because he was like playing both sides. <laughs> they helped him get big. They put money behind him and everything. They created the monster and when he turned on like Frankenstein, they was like, "What's wrong with him? We gotta get him. We gotta take him down." You can't handle, you can't <laughs> they created a monster, but you then they can't. gonna tell us he's a monster all along. They hide right. their hand. They don't want us to know. You, know, nah, you, you help him get there. You know? yeah, yeah.
0: So you were saying? Um, oh, you was about to go into when you started. Well, you've been started, but when you took over when you
1: made your run. Oh yeah, I was just like I was saying. I was disillusioned at the time with people really wanting to change and all. I spent 11 years, you know, preparing, studying the fields of knowledge that I needed, history and all that. Not only just that, I was disciplined the whole thing. So, but by the time I get out, I'm disillusioned with that. So I was like, well, I'm going to get mine, you know. Money is freedom. And the quickest path to money at the time was the drug game. Yeah. I've met a few youngins that was out there. You ever get home, call me, man. That I looked out for. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, call me when you get home, well, man. They was already doing this my, thing. This is my father's address, my mother's phone number. Yeah, and they were back doing their thing. You know, so.
0: So once you, um, once you got started, you, you took all. You had your run, and um, what was the highlight of your run?
1: The highlight of my run. Yeah. I don't think I can put my finger on the highlight because once I got in a certain position, you know, every day was was a highlight. You know.
2: oh, yeah. Living the life. yeah,
1: every day was a highlight. You know. yeah. I, I was in control for a minute. I was in control of my own destiny. You know. mm-hmm. And get up in the morning, you know.
0: In a certain part t- of the city, or you was just.
1: No, nah, I was everywhere. You know. Everywhere, even in other cities too. You know. Okay. So. And money is freedom, you know. Everybody wants to be free. The bird wants to be free. You know? yeah. <laughs> the lion, you got, you got caged up in there, out yeah. in Jew Hill Park. Yeah. They trying to get out of there, but you done trained them, you know. Right, right. They just gave up. But, you know, you can open the door, man, they ain't going nowhere. Like us, man. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of us, ain't going to, you can open the door. If we got all the top and we ain't going to take advantage of it. So you got the, all these different, uh different, uh Nationalities coming over here, and they was like, "What? Ooh, two months, you know, they own everything—bars, yeah. gas stations, and all that. We've been over here all our lives." Trying and to figure it out. Yeah, you know,
0: because
1: <laughs> yeah. the is on our minds now—they not on our legs and our arms no yeah. more. Yeah. Handcuffs and they on our mind, man. Right. Right. Um, one of the one of
0: the big things you started was a bail bondsman, and I read in the article that you said. That was the way that a lot of people got in contact with you, because you wasn't dealing with nobody just off the trying to meet you and holler at you. True, and you were just bail. If you wanted to meet me, you can get bailed, in, and you bring it up like right.
1: that. Right, true. That's how some dudes was cutting into me. Okay. had yeah, they could afford to get some one of their people out mm-hmm. on a hundred thousand dollar bail or something like that. You know, they was gonna come see me because they killing two birds from one stone. You know.
0: And I seen, um, uh, you said something about like, cause a lot of dudes was groupies, they was drug dealer groupies, they wanted to be. And I, I see that still going today. Like a lot of people just want to be associated or be around somebody they heard of or know other name and all that type of stuff. And the social media escalated that way past that because now it's, if you see a picture of somebody and they look like they get money, they want to act like they know or they want to be around a guy don't know nothing about them. But back in the day, a lot of people would try to get up under you just because they they knew your name and what you what they heard of you.
1: True, I mean that that didn't start there. It go way back, you know. Yeah. go back to television. You, know. mm-hmm. you had the uh, Humphrey Bogart on there, yeah. Jane Cagney, John Dillinger, and all that. Yeah. It shows you know that America always been fascinated with bad guys, right. outlaws, and it was founded by uh, outlaws. Right, George uh, Washington. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, all these, these dudes was outlaws, and they was criminals right. to England, who actually owned America before, prior to them. Okay. They took that from England. Mm-hmm. They was criminals, alpha males. They didn't like the laws, so they was like, hell, you ain't taxing me for nothing. where my money going at." You know, mm-hmm. going to the rich people and all that. So they, and they put their their views and things in the um, Declaration of Independence. They declared them you know like yeah this is why we doing this and uh, right. and they organized they came together you know and they overthrew them right mm-hmm. so they was criminals same way they criminalized us mm-hmm. the British government mm-hmm. King George criminalized mm-hmm. them yeah they criminalize us that because power is based on uh prestige mm-hmm. people perceive that you you special, you important, or something like that, because you got on a Rolex with diamonds. It? Yeah. You know, people hold you in high regards. Because right. of what it like. you drive driving the beds and all. Mm-hmm. But as individually, physically, you're only so strong. Yeah. But that prestige, though, you know, people that's like, oh, man. So that's why they criminalize us. They criminalize us, but they legit, you know. They legit, you know, whatever they do. They go, you know, invade Cuba and take the people's resources, overthrow the government, put gambling down there, prostitution, Mm bootleg and rum like they was doing and all that. That's that's legit. Free trade. Free trade, which, you know, they, they tout that, you know. But if you do that in the hood, Danny, you're a criminal. So that's a tool that they use, you know, to uh, get power. Right. Power was based on a perception, you know. Yes. I'd have been places where nobody knew who I was, you know. Mm. I was just another person and I didn't have no special privileges in anything, you know, just like everybody else. Mm. Then somebody might come up and say my name, you know, call my name out and then everybody turn, oh you so and so? You wanna yeah. get on the phone?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to commissary, you want something yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. You know?
1: Yeah. It's based on a perception, prestige. You know? yeah. And that's why you have the, the real gifted comment. Gifted comment in power. I ain't talking about the little dude on the street. real pimps. I ain't talking about the dude with a, a leather suit on, a red leather suit. The jerry Curl, the big chain standing out on the corner in a 100-degree temperature. Mm-hmm. He got to stay on the move because if he if he leave, go in the house leave his car, repo man going to get it. <laughs> I ain't talking about that pimp right there. Yeah. You know? That's what they taught us what a pimp was, right. so we want to know who the real pimps is. Right. Yeah. But they all operating on the same principle, the Pope, when he got his staff, his little canes and the gold and all that, you know? That's big pimping right there, like yeah. Jay Z was telling yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's big pimping for real. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. using his his costume. To control. He's using his performance. Yeah, to uh influence people. Mm-hmm. Get people to follow him, listen yeah. to him, you know, work for him. Right. Pay him taxes and donations and all that so he can just lay up and just, gotta do no work and he yeah. can just come up with new and new schemes, you know, right. to inflate that's people right. with. Right. That's, 100%. that's what they're doing, yeah. man. <laughs> That's what they doing and all that. And if you figure it out what they do, they gonna step to you and try to pull you in to join them. Yeah, right. You just got
0: some
1: sense. Yeah, yeah. Come on in. You got some sense and all that, right? Why is you out there protesting and the picking it for them people? Right. <laughs> yeah. People don't want nothing. No <laughs> no they just wanna get high. And all. Yeah, ain't no you know, yellow. but come on in, man. Right. Matter of fact, we having a, a party for Thanksgiving at the Walter Art Gallery. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna introduce you to some people. <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of
0: that, also in your article it it talked about how you was with a lot of um you helped a lot of political people get in place. Like you did a lot of campaigning for for man yeah. yeah, curse smoking and all that. Yeah, I did how how, how you some my, my man, I used to eat
1: lunch with him like maybe every other week down at the Palmer House. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they they, they don't judge you when you uh you got money, and you're intelligent. You, yeah. well, that's how they know you're intelligent is how far you're them, They don't judge you. Yeah, yeah come on now. you know. The only one them, pissed yeah. off at you is the law enforcement. That's they right. job, you making it hard for them yeah, when yeah. they can't catch you. Yeah. <laughs> they, they the ones, <laughs> but, the, but, the, uh, but the businessmen, the doctors, the, the dealerships, yeah. Ferrari dealerships and all that, uh-huh. yeah, they pulling on you and all that. What yeah. you yeah. doing for Thanksgiving? Right. You ain't doing nothing, you know, come, come over, over my house, man. you know. Man.
0: So, and they knew where you was, how you was making
1: your living? Yeah, they knew. Man. They don't care about that. Right. That's right. only one thing that really, really counts, and that's intelligence. In it. Mm. You can't contain intelligence. Right. You can't label intelligence, or you're a criminal and all that. Mm. Because the only thing, you can't put it in jail and contain it. Right. Yeah. Make them stronger. Yeah. I ain't never seen a cell or any kind of box that can hold, can contain intelligence. Right. Intelligence is gonna get out. It's not a physical thing yeah. that you can put handcuffs on right. and put it in a it cell. Yeah. yeah. So you can write your own ticket, you know.
0: That's yeah. <laughs> just you made a, a great point with that. <laughs> um. So so when you you caught. So you you was given, correct me if I'm wrong. You was given life,
1: life in a hundred thirty years. For
0: for what was the charge?
1: What the charge it was a conspiracy. It basically, I was convicted on. I was charged with everything, yeah. but they found me guilty on a conspiracy. That's like
0: 100. and they
1: carried twenty years, right, but... Back then, they played with the rules. They had to lock up a lot of black people during okay. the 80s. Okay. To understand things, you gotta know the whole context, see the big picture. Right. Back in the 80s, early 80s, what was going on then? Mm-hmm. The Cold War was over with, with mm-hmm. Russia. Mm-hmm. They tore down the Anna Berlin Wall. Reagan got the credit for it, he was the president. Mm-hmm. Tad Annas Wall, Mr. Globetrotter, you know? Mm-hmm. Take down this wall. He, so you see the news clipping of him, you know saying, mm-hmm. claiming and taking credit for stuff that he had nothing to do with. Right. You know, that's what it's all about anyway. Mm-hmm. But so they, um, they ended the Cold War. You know. mm-hmm. So now they got all these spies over there, mm-hmm. Eastern Germany. Mm-hmm. But they don't need them no more. They ain't got no job for them. Mm-hmm. So they asked uh, uh, Reagan, what you going to do with we're going to bring them back home, you know, and use them in the war on drugs. Yeah. I seen it on TV, but I wasn't paying a no little attention. I was busy, man, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I seen them. I ain't giving no thought, man. You got to do what y'all got to do. We're going to do what we going to do. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So, so we stand on Corner Park Heights one day, waiting for my car to get washed. And we talking, you know. We look, we see this car driving down the street. Deep, four or four uh, white men in there. Right? They looking, we know these are not locals. Yeah. It was like, oh, damn, they here already. That's them dudes he talked about bringing back oh, okay. from, and using them in the war of drugs. Okay. You know, they were there already, you know? Yeah. Like, damn, so all right. So we still, be like, Still, that you know, still gotta do what we gotta do. It mm-hmm. just got It's one or the other, right? But we not gonna starve. Mm-hmm. We not gonna. We not gonna go to work, you know, and, and build houses for somebody else while they get rich. We get a, we get some minimum wages, come home, you know, pop some popcorn, and, you know, and get cut the TV or sit on the couch, mm-hmm. get fat, you know. Nah, we ain't doing that. We got dreams too. Ambition, we gonna get ours. This is the only way they left us to really get them. We couldn't go to Harvard and Yale and all that. We got a bad start. They wanted me to do that. They should've told me that when I was 13 years old. They put me up at Boyd Village for hooking School. Where was you then? You know. Why didn't you recognize me then? You know that I, I, I have leadership, ability and all. You saying that now, right, to make yourself look good Make you look like the good guy and me the totally bad guy. The villain, you know? I know what you're doing, man. You ain't never want me to to be nothing but a criminal. Cause you ain't trying to compete with me for real. So, But anyway, they back in the hood. You know, they got the cops in the hood. Though. So if you listen to the old news clipping and all that, they said what they gonna do. We gonna create a... a New position called the drug czar, The whole department, we're gonna give them billion dollar, multi-billion dollar budget and all that. And we're gonna pull them Get the because the people are scared. They out there killing, people stealing and all that. And we gotta stop this drug thing in the black neighborhood though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wall Street, they good. They they good, you know. Across the tracks, they good. But the black neighborhood, yeah. So what they did, they put on a show. They put on a show, you know, to criminalize us. Mm-hmm. Not just the drug dealers, but the black race too. Mm-hmm. The residuals, the spillover, you know? Yeah. Most of them dudes are criminals and all that, you know? Mm-hmm. You gotta police them real hard, because if you don't, they gonna break the law. you know? right. They're corrupt by nature, you know? Yeah. So they brought them back, you know, and they didn't faze us, you know? Mm-hmm. And we, you know, it's a battle with We thought we were smarter than them. Which we, we were in some ways, and all uh, because they couldn't get us straight up. After a while, when they can't get you straight up,
0: conspiracy.
1: yeah, they put the, they break the rules. They, yeah. you know, so they,
0: because that's you're
1: not got, gonna. They be like, you're not gonna beat us. We got too much power. Yeah. We can go down in the hood and scare your mother and put her on a stand against yeah. you, your best friend. or uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. They undefeated. We yeah we'll. We, we'll we get anybody that don't help us get you. You're either with us or against us. All right. They use power. They don't really use a, a lot of, even with all their technology, the surveillance stuff, wiretap orders and things like uh, informants. And they still don't get it right, man. Yeah. They don't get it right. They'll get something and... If it falls short, they'll make the rest of it up. You know? And then they got to, you know, so, so they brought him back, you know, and they put him out on the hood. And they had a strategy, you know. They had a strategy. They was like, look, we appropriate a lot of money from Congress to create this new department, agency. All right. So we gotta have results in them. Mm-hmm. We gotta show results in them. So what we gonna do, we gonna go through all the cities, you know, and send the agents out there, you know, the informers, liaison with the city police and this, that, and other things. Mm-hmm. And we gonna bust the major dudes in them. So they go to the city, they radiate out to the United States. different towns. Who's the guy out here? Who's the man in this town? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's uh, Hot Bob Prey in New Jersey. Rayford Edmond in Mm D.C. Tommy Montana in New York. Rudy Williams in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Or Melvin. Whoever's most visible big dude in the town, that's that's the target. He might not be the big dude, right? but it's all about visuals, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't about reality, you yeah. know. So, they uh, they drew up their list. Mm-hmm. You had flamboyant dudes They was driving Rolls Royce, Ferraris, Bentleys and stuff back in them days, that's the one they want. Because that's the one everybody perceived as the big man, you know.
0: You was rolling like
1: that? Somewhat, you know. Okay. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> but, so, they, uh, they drew up lists, mm-hmm. they appropriated budgets. They appointed them agents, so they will have a job, you know because you remember, like I said, the, uh, the Cold War ended, it's supposed to be over, it, yeah. even though that's not bother, you know. Right. And why you need a Cold War, you need that because to control people and all that, and keep them interested, you need a narrative. You know? People feed off stories right? And a narrative is organized, you know, and it has a point and a message, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you rambling and all that, ain't nobody gonna pay you no attention. Mm-hmm. So they have to take and create a story mm-hmm. all the time. You see the president on there, he he's doing this, he's doing that, and that way you keep the people watching and listening.
0: Kind of like what's going on now
1: with this this, this uh, COVID stuff. Yeah, with the COVID. The COVID, uh, uh, the aftermath, uh the uh, war on the Capitol, January sixth. Yeah. You got these ongoing stories and all that. They keep them going and all you. that, right? I got you. Because they, what they're doing through the stories, they're molding and shaping the people's minds the know, their and their mindset, it. how they see things and how they yeah. think. And then people don't see that, and they be like, nobody think for me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Man, hand me that Hennessy right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go get some pork chops. <laughs> you know. Cause, so, they, go ahead, go ahead. Cause they hide their hand, man. Yeah, yeah. The good boys, the big boys, the really sharp ones. Mm-hmm. That went to Harbour, yeah. Princeton, and mm-hmm. Upper Echelon yeah. ruling, they hide their hand real well. Yeah. Right, right. But they always at war with the people. Yeah. yeah. They they at war with the people. Mm-hmm. You know what the number one weapon is. Fear you. Number one weapon. I've been in prison. We talk about, you know, briefly, you know, my uh my stinks in this prison, that prison, juvenile place and all. But in the course of being in prison, uh, I learned that the only real prison is fear of you. They can put fear in you, you a police yourself. You you in prison. You so everything. even in prison I was free. I was free than most people yeah. on the planet. Right, I wasn't. You got people afraid to think certain things, just mm-hmm. a think things, you know. Yeah. Thought crime. How can you get in trouble with it? Right. So you got people that sneaky. They won't even voice their opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't even know these people for years. You know they, th- you thinking they agreeing with you and all along, they totally against what you said, but you don't know it because they're scared to say it. Right. You know? right. yeah. And that's what's happening with you. They the ones in the prison. I ain't in no prison. I ain't never been in a prison. My body been in a prison, but I ain't never been in a prison. Exactly. I ain't afraid to think. Whatever you. Yeah.
0: So, so when they when they ended up grabbing you, how was that? Like paint the picture on that.
1: Oh, when they grabbed me,
0: it was like uh,
1: part of the drama, ongoing drama. You know that society has gone. You know. Mm-hmm. The major drama is the people that in control you know, got more resources, the media and all that. So when they grabbed me, they they held me in my house running around like little kids, you know, scoring stuff. It's outlet for, you know, envy and stuff. So they held me in the house for about 20 minutes. They took my wife out, and when they locked up, I'm like, whoa, this ain't no ordinary stuff. You know, I'm trying to get a grip on you. What could they have on her? She ain't never did anything. Right. But she don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. They gonna force her hand because they need. They don't know nothing about us. They need people that know us, mm-hmm. family, friends, mm-hmm. loved ones to turn on us and put them on the stand. try
0: to get you to, yeah.
1: So they locked her up. But anyway, they hold me in and they, they hold me in there, and uh, the chief agent, he got my Rolex, he holding it up. He turned the tail around like he just conquered the world, like he Alexander the Great or that. <laughs> yeah, he turned the tail around, mm-hmm. and sat, sat in the backwards mm-hmm. in front of me, as close as you are to me, mm-hmm. he held up the watch. With the diamonds. Yeah. They say you're a Rolex of a man. We got to give it to you. We can file you for two years. You turn up first class. But guess what? We got a Rolex of a prosecutor for you. We got the best man there. So I'm listening to him. and let him talk, you know. Because while he talking, I'm trying to piece it together. I am ain't saying nothing. Plus, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. Uh, they try to get in your head, too, you know push just, your buttons anger. Yeah, yeah, learn your fears and what if they bother me, you know. So I'm looking at him like he like you look at a bug, you know, fly trying to irritate you. Don't even react to him, you know. So I find out after a while, they was like, they're here, they're here, you know? Come on, bring him out. When I get out there they got <laughs> channel forty five <laughs> news, this and all it's a stage production. Up, yeah. It's a story, you know. Yeah. It's just it's a crime I'm drama. To make yeah, example yeah it's a crime. <laughs> America love it because you know everybody in America is gangster groupies. So. Yeah. yeah, they root for the bad guys secretly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they secretly root for the bad guys. You know, mm-hmm. they be in the church nodding their heads. You know, everything <laughs> the priest to say. <laughs> you know, just to get through that hour, you know, when they get out, yeah. you know, they go, <laughs> go on to back, the number, man, they try to play their numbers, yeah. they try to cop, you know, yeah. the cocaine or and stuff like that. You got a lot of people, this is human nature, man. It's this is human nature. you know, that people, you got people pretending to be what they now, you They know? They, they the bad guys, the ones that pretend to be good guys, law-abiding, and, they the bad guy they get caught too, you know. Mm-hmm. Messing with little kids and cheating on their wine mm-hmm. and orgies and all that, the priests and mm-hmm. Revin Fallway, Jimmy Swagger and all them. It's, it's a big pimping, man, we talking about. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's all
0: it's all the same game, it's just a different name on it. That's all it is. Had the, the
1: Bob so below, you know. Yeah. They just on another level and people just can't right. see. Exactly.
0: Yeah. They gonna accept what they want to accept from who they want
1: to accept. Yeah. From. I mean, when you remember, you know, based on your experience, you know, you know how the, you seen criminality on this level. It's the same on that level. You yeah, know? same
0: thing. Same thing. So, um, what what happened? they they tried to put a lot of bodies on you when you when you um, when you was arrested.
1: Yeah.
0: How how did that play out? Because you said you represented yourself a couple
1: times and all that. So you had. To do yeah, in the homework. past. You to... Yeah, you better do that. You you can't. Just take your case and give it to the lawyer. Yeah. He's not going to fight hard for you. he got a lot of cases. He's trying to get in in all the courts as soon as possible so he can get to the next case. Mm-hmm. So they routinely, you know, convince their clients, that, you know, to cop out. Mm-hmm. If you want the best deal, tell on Rashid. Mm-hmm. You know, All of them being on that, man. All of them being on it. All this way you're going to get them to fight, you got to make them fight. I'm, you going to mm-hmm. fight, man. And then you can't let them trick you because a lot of them good actors. They ain't there banging their fists on the thing and all that's all so state life. production, yeah. you know?
0: So you, you, you um, when they did that, how did you feel when they tried to throw all the extra
1: bodies? In? How did I feel? I feel like <laughs> I had to fight, you know? Okay. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we gonna fight, you know? Yeah, yeah I didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't even I didn't pick up no cigarettes, you know, and or drink no alcohol, or, no, no dope to get through that. You know that was yeah. <laughs> that was you know natural. You, yeah, yeah. I knew I had the fighting spirit of me. I knew I had it. Right. See, that's what they do. They take a fight out. They start escalating. Mm-hmm. You know, if they lock you up. If that don't do it, then they ain't gonna lock your mother up, your girlfriend up, and everybody else. And right. so really, it's, it's not cops and robbers or or you know law and justice. It's war, really, a lot of times it's, it's war. They trying to stay in power, you know. Mm. Even the cops, the DEA and all, they don't know the bigger game being played, you know. Yeah. They don't know the bigger game being played. They only know what they supposed to know to carry out their jobs. Right. Same with the lawyers and all. Yeah. These are just uh, gunslingers, legal gunslingers. And they got levels to that. You know, the rich people got the best ones. They got a whole army, you know, departments of lawyers. Mm -hmm. Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, you know. They might have like, or they might, their law firm might have like 20,000 lawyers all over the world, you know. Mm -hmm. Best ones, you know. And they tax this to tie you up in court, you know. The judge trying to get on their side because they got all the money. The judge ain't trying to piss them off. Mm-hmm. He might want uh, them to pull some screens to get his dumbass son into Harvard, Yale. Yeah. His mediocre son. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to get in their country club and all that. <laughs> yeah. Some, you know, in case some crumbs fall off the table, he's trying to get there. Right.
2: right.
1: You know. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, that we have to we have to educate ourselves. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, knowledge ain't free, but it, you don't have to have money to get it. You just have to have a, a determination, a desire. You, you right. can get the same knowledge out of a book that you, they can get. Yeah. Every book that they, that they teach you from in Harvard or Yale, well, well, you uh, know, you they, got them, they got them in the library so you can buy them. And, uh, right. I usually wait for to, the dudes that go to college to throw them away because they can't wait to throw them away, yeah. yeah, what you going to do with that? I'm going to throw it away. Give me that book right, there. right. Yeah. So it took them like four or five years because they want the paper. Because mm-hmm. somebody else said you need the paper to get a certain job or position. They want the paper. I want the knowledge. Right. I want the knowledge more than I want the money. You know? right. And I ain't yeah. spending no $100,000 a year to get it yeah. and come home and be in debt.
0: You can do it without
1: it. Yeah. Right. You can do it without- I'm going to be in debt and all that. College is a big businessman. Big business. Big
0: businessman. Mondays.
1: Where that money come from the banks and all that for the grants, the tuition and all that, the loans to go to college, yeah. and then you come out and all that, you show the bread a degree and he was like, "Well, you got too much education. Yeah. You can you you ain't got enough education. Yeah. You know you just ain't the right color. You yeah. <laughs> they gonna tell you the color bar. You know?
0: How you feel about? I know David Simon had a lot to do with the making of the YA, but he was also born. Before he got into that, he was a. Uh, what was his position? David Simon. He was a,
1: a news reporter for the uh, Sun. How you feel about him? I feel that he uh, he's, a, he's a creature of self-interest, like any other person. You know? okay. And he got in where he fit in, you know. Yeah. He exaggerated and, a lot. Yeah, he exaggerated. It was called a poetic license, you know, in fiction. You know, you can make it up. You know. Even though he claimed that this was nonfiction, he made it up. He didn't know anything about me. Yeah.
0: I want to read an excerpt that I, I took from the um, article. It say, during the trial, according to Simon's reportage, Williams repeatedly mouthed off at Kaufman, saying "fuck you again, judge." In Williams' final courtroom speech, he called Kaufman "Your Lordship of this great star chamber of injustice" and told him that, by no stretch of anyone's imagination, did I receive a fair trial, nor an honest or decent one because God has given me the sense, dignity, and courage to decline a government's perverted plea bargain of 35 years and the strength to stand up to this prosecution. Your end has been from the very beginning to put me in prison for life. When they got to me, I had, oh, that was something though. So how, would, would, that That was something that really went down in the courtroom?
1: Yeah, i let them know, like you put me, I'm still gonna say what I gotta say. Yeah. Words are powerful, man, and they do it with the words. First thing you got to do is you got to, you really want to uh, express yourself and be your own man. You got to learn the words. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to you want to get some control to maintain your position in there, you have to understand what they're saying. You have to understand what's saying in there. Because they could be plotting on your life or whatever. Your lawyer in on it, you don't know. They speak in the foreign language
0: to you if you do
1: That's how, that's where their power lies because society don't know their power. You can't challenge them. You you don't know know what they say. And then you don't want to look stupid, so you scared. Like I was saying about the dude sitting in the audience that want to ask questions, but he's scared to ask the questions. So you'll just sit there if
0: you don't find out what's really being
1: said. That's what happens. They take these gangsters, these drug kingpins, shot calls off the corner. You always see them in the courtrooms and stuff. You got to see them in the courtroom, man. These kids' heroes and all that, man. Even in the jails. You should see some of them dudes in the jail. You know? So, but that's the fight. They'll take the fight out you, you know. Yeah. And even though it's not even really a physical fight, it's psychological. You know? yeah. Because I'm letting them know you can't take nothing from me, man. I'm a man. From, I'm a man. You can't take it. You can shoot me, beat me, put me in a cell. You drop a nuclear bomb on, dead is dead. It don't matter yeah. what whether, whether, whether you choke me and all. Yeah, right. yeah. And I don't fear death, man. Yeah. I don't fear death. I ain't, you know, you ain't gonna kill me. Death is somebody that's, that's moving around like it's scared of everything. You dead, you know? yeah. Man, you can't do that. You can't do that. Why? Because they said you couldn't do that. You know? But then they ain't come and ask me, you know, when they they sit down you know, at the uh decoration uh independence and uh I wasn't there. I wasn't there. When the uh what was it, uh 60 session on Sesame Street, Crips and the Bloods beefing them, I wasn't there, man. I wasn't there, so I don't even really know what it's about. Before I sign on to anything, I gotta know what it's about. Before I signed on the Constitution, Declaration of Independence to the United States and the whole system that came from there, I gotta get to the roots. What was this beef about? You, know, you want me to be mad at King George, the British and all that? What was it about? So I studied history and I realized that at the time, you know, my people. My, my ancestors, they was just slaves. They couldn't even vote. They couldn't do anything. They didn't get whipped for trying to even even speak, you know. So, how's them bind buying to this this beef, you know, this Constitution and the and, uh, thoughts and the tradition that came from them beefing with the Red Coats? I got to get to the bottom of the uh, Free my mind. I'm just not gonna get with it because somebody gave me an order and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, no, not me. Right. So I always try to get to the bottom of things, yeah, you so I can hold my own in front of yeah. Star Chamber and justice and all. Yeah. Them lawyers don't know nothing about that. That's a British tradition. When court, when they go to court, you didn't get to. The, uh, they didn't have a Sixth Amendment. You know, mm-hmm. the right to confront your accusers. You know. You didn't even get to see your witness. What they did, they went around, prosecuted, went around and got people, took statements from people and write it down. You know, and swear on the oak and all. And they presented them. You know, and they looked at whoever got the most sworn statements. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah, a star yeah. chamber. You know, yeah. Yeah. a star chamber. That's what the how the fair operate. Okay. Okay. So on paperwork, you know, yeah. they buried the truth on the whole gang of paperwork. And I know what they doing, so I can say, yeah, nah, you know. I know what y'all was doing. Right. You know, and I know, so
0: it don't even matter,
1: you know. You ain't going for it. Yeah, I know, you know. Mm. You ain't even gonna bamboozle me, intimidate me when I doubt myself, you know, cause when they put fear in your mind and all that, your mind will abandon you. Mm. They take you out your comfort zone, and they escalate, you know, and the stakes get higher and higher, People start, Cracking. yeah, they start just trusting their own mind. You know? mm. They'll jump on anything to get out of yeah. the kitchen, you know, <laughs> to eat too high, so high for Instead of keeping yeah. their own
0: self. Yeah.
1: Because mm. you win, you never know going to win. You know, I done beat dudes before just by taking their heart myself. You know? Dudes I know can beat me playing basketball, mm-hmm. more talent, pool or whatever. But they scared to lose. See. Yeah, they scared to lose. you their heads I get in their cutting. head. <laughs> I take them out their league and all that. Yeah. You got a thousand dollars. I know that's all the money they got in the world. You yeah. know. Okay, I bet you five thousand to your thousand.
0: Because you scared then to lose that thousand. You gonna scared gonna to lose,
1: I ain't worried about what you know.
0: That's going to change this whole game.
1: You scared to lose, you're never going to win because yeah. you're not, you know, it's, like I said, it's all boiled out of fear. Yeah. It's all out of fear. And they know that too. Because right. when they put fear in people and scared people. People will will uh, uh give up their uh, control mean? and give it to them. Yeah. We are gonna protect you, you know. Yeah. They blowing up shit, you know. These terrorists and all that. But give us the right, you know, to uh, suspend the constitution, rid of habeas corpus, get these guys in jail, you know, yeah. and to put up these cameras and stuff like that, you know. Because yeah. uh, what's more important, your privacy or your life? You yeah. know? So they're going to create a situation make it real for you because they know that they can tell you about you can we can have a philosophical conversation about you know uh rights, mm-hmm. rights and sacrifices and they know that that's not going to impact people, so they're going to blow up something you know make it real for you yeah. and you're going to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, whatever do you? get them get them right. whatever you have to do, declare martial law, whatever. To get that power, you. Yeah. Right. right. So, so how you
0: end up? Um, how did everything play out for you to, to end up coming home out of that, that case?
1: Well, they changed a lot of things that they knew was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the eighties and the, they had just created a, a, a new drug position mm-hmm. agency. And they had to get results because the people, at the end of the day, they got to answer what you do with this money? Mm-hmm. American people, you know, even though the American people are not organizing, you still have to please them.
2: Yeah.
1: You still have to please them, like the voters in,
2: America,
1: in, in, in uh, Maryland, you know. Yeah. Or pretend to please, you got to tell them something. Yeah, yeah. You can't say, fuck right, you. Right, right, right. You got some to tell sure them for something.
0: For
1: so you, so you you, you got to make it look like oh I'm I'm doing stuff for you and all that mm-hmm. same way with that drug position so they had to lock a lot of people up mm-hmm. and you know these you cut on the news every week you know it was high visibility drug bust mm-hmm. pick up the newspaper drug bust mm-hmm. you know so the people sitting at home starting to feel safe again you know yeah. <laughs> you know you get them people off the streets and shit, you know these killers and the drug dealers they. They're animals, they're predators you know? and yeah. all Then you had the black politician using the same vernacular as the Europeans. Yeah. Some of the white racists, and we know they racist right. in Congress and all. Mm-hmm. But then you had the what's called the black politician using the same vocabulary, you know. Mm-hmm. Predators, and animals, beasts, mm-hmm. you know. So they, you know, to me, you know, they like I said, the only difference between them and the pimp on the corner, the Jerry Curl and the red suit on, <laughs> is that they sharp or they more sophisticated. They more polished. They went to school, you know, to to learn a craft, you know which is basically, you know, pimping. And they smart enough to use the media to teach us that a pimp is that same dude, you know. And we play into it too. To, we help them out, you know. We embrace that, you know, because we're thinking that's a worthy, you know, uh, role model. You know? And we embrace that, you know. So it's a lot of games being played in society, man. But if you're in a game, you might not be in the game, but even if they force you in the game, you ain't got no choice. Oh, you right. got to learn the rules and all. You got to study your competition. You know? So basically
0: <laughs> yeah. you did your own work and you made a way that they had
1: to release you? No, actually they changed the laws. You know? oh, okay. Because they knew they were rushing, to, you know. They they found out a lot of laws they passed, which they knew at the time was unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. But they accomplished their goal now, you know? Mm-hmm. So they saying, we can let them. they didn't got guys in jail for 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. you know? So they saying these guys are smarter. he did all his time in jail, they ain't gonna wanna come back in jail. Yeah. So we gonna let them go. Right. We need that, these cells for their grandsons. Okay. <laughs> their sons. Okay. So they oh. let a lot of
0: people out around that
1: time. Yeah, they let a lot of people out. Okay. They let a lot of people out. What year did you come home? I came home this year. Oh, for real? Yeah, I came oh, wow. home uh, May the twelfth. It'd be three months on the twelfth of this month. Oh
0: damn! So, so you went in. At what, what year was did you
1: went in? I went in uh, April seventeenth, nineteen ninety. Okay,
0: damn! That was a year after I was born.
1: Yeah. And then you came home. in yeah. twenty.
0: Uh, that's no. Yeah. That's thirty. Thirty-one years.
1: Yeah, thirty-one years. Wow.
0: So, how you feel when you came home?
1: How I feel. I felt good. Felt wonderful. But I was already free before I came home. Yeah.
0: I mean, far as like, just seeing the environment
1: from all that time. Oh, how did uh, the environment affect me? Uh, a lot of change, you know. Yeah. A lot of change, you know. Yeah. To me, it's better, and in some ways it's worse, which is always the case. Yeah. Some things get better, some things get worse at the same time. Mm. And the better part is, you know, our people were, Basically, you know, the local government, mm-hmm. it's our people. Mm-hmm. The bars and the businesses, there's more blacks than home. Right. The whole city practically. Yeah. Then you got all these trees and stuff that they didn't have on the. Back in the day. Yeah, wasn't geographically. No, trees the day. no, they didn't have all these trees. Oh, okay. the reason they planned these trees was is because regentrification. gentrification. White people plan to come back, right? Mm-hmm. They plan to come back, you know. All right. At the Europeans, they catch skin they catch skin cancer quicker than us. Mm -hmm. So they need a sunblock. The trees is a sunblock. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a sunblock. Okay, it's a sunblock. Okay. So they plant all these trees Mm -hmm. to protect them as a sunblock. Mm -hmm. Also, because they plan to uh, raise the price of gasoline, they phasing it out. they phasing the gasoline out because they know they can't keep burning and stuff like, because it's affecting the, uh, the weather and things like that. That's why you have back to back hurricanes, and tornadoes, and storms and all kinds because of the, uh, the, emission pollution in the air. You can see it getting darker, and, uh, and uh, so they they got a plan. They call it key key code uh, uh, protocol. Mm-hmm. They trying to get all the nations to sign on to it. They got most of them lined up. The United Nations sponsored project. So they cutting back on fuel emissions and all. That's why they getting these electric cars becoming okay. popular. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. starting to see uh, electric uh, pumps all over the city. Mm-hmm. All the parking yeah. spots. Yeah. yeah, because in 10 years, you know, it's the way they're gonna phase yeah. it out, they're gonna tax, they gonna you know, the gasoline, the, the missions, you have to pay for stuff like that. It. Mm-hmm. So it's all in the plan. We just got to, in order to uh, take advantage or to keep up, we gotta know what the plan is. We got to cut uh, Love & Hip Hop off sometimes. <laughs> yeah. can't watch every episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch book. CNN see sometimes, it. you know?
0: Hi, so, so you, you, you um, wrote books while you was in? As
1: well, about 15 books. I
0: seen that
1: uh, King Richard. No, nah, King Richard was a newspaper article David oh, okay. Simon wrote,
0: okay, try to be. back in off. the
1: days. Okay, just compared me to King, king Ratchet, this humpback king, or he was a monster, you know, he killed his uh nephews and all of them so that they couldn't inherit the throne, you know, he ain't had no competition. Okay, anybody that. That was in line, you know, I heard the throne, he killed them him. and all. Yeah. So he was totally wicked. You to him. Yeah, they compared me to him.
0: Right? Because of all the bodies. They
1: was trying to compare that. Excuse me. <sighs> yeah, they compared me with him, not because the bodies, they don't really care about bodies, you know. <laughs> they don't care about bodies and you know? all. They make a big thing out of, you know, the food people and you know? all. But well, the, at the end of the day, it's not the bodies. It's the love and respect. It's the influence, you know, the people in the black community. The black community, consider you know. They know I was a real person. I don't play no games with nobody. My words, my bond, and you know. They know that. It ain't too much we know for certain in life. Yeah. <laughs> But when they come to me, whatever I say, I mean what I say, I say what I mean, and everybody know that right. So just that alone, people respect you for that. People talk all kinds of nonsense and all, say all kinds of things and all, and never make good on them. So just that alone, you know, people, because it takes strength to do that even if you have to go against yourself sometimes, right. you know. Because yeah. I might tell you today I'm going to give you some money Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday come my money might look funny. Yeah. I don't want to do
2: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if yeah. I give you that money, I got to go against myself. Yeah. And most people ain't going to do that. Right. They're going to spend you, you know. But with me, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And everybody know that. They know that. Just that alone, right, you know? That one thing alone is why people respect that. People respect it. And they didn't like that. Because they went through the hood, you know, asking people about me, trying to tell, you know. Some people lied to them because they ain't know nothing about me or they just ain't gonna tell them nothing about me. They lied to them because informants on the 800 number, that's the new welfare, man. It ain't the new welfare, it's been like that. Dude yeah. fall down on his luck, he broke and all Hung out, 100%. went on a bench, he broke and all He called it 1-800 number. Yeah, I know who did it. Get some money. Right, she did it. You know? Rudy. Oh yeah, all right. But they ain't gotta go to court Not nothing like that. Right. You know? Yeah. And a lot of times, this, the powers, they know that they lying to them and all that, but they know, like, you shift through it and all, there's some truth in there and all. And they just want to know what's going on in the hood. Yeah. And they paying people to tell them everything. Because you know? they
0: know money rule the world.
1: Yeah, you know. They telling them to tell. But like I said, in my case and all that, it was like this nigga, you know, he got people devoted to him, you know. Mm. We got guns on these people. We telling these people, we going to put your ass in jail. If you don't give us that nigga. You know? If you don't get on a stand, if you don't tell us what this nigga doing and all that, and the people stood up to him, nah, I ain't, I ain't gonna do it. You know, what? It was a what? What's the what's the origin of his script and all that?
0: It was a, he's a
1: soldier and all that. So they started rumors. They started rumors and shit like killing people over with girls and stuff like. Cause they know we is. don't respect that in the hood. They was saying
0: that about
1: you. Yeah. They started rumors and all that. And a lot of people, our people, you know, uh, don't think and all that. And a lot of people got caught up with it. You know, at the end of the day, you done ran, you know, all the way up there. And then you, you get there, you be like, you ask them, it's like, well, who did he kill over girl? They can't tell you. They realize, damn, you know. I don't even, you know. It's like watching a movie for two hours. And then at the end of the movie, you ask them what the movie's about. Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't paying
0: attention. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I got to watch it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it was a it was a part in that article that says somebody he tried to bribe bri- bri- a guy to tell on you, and the guy was like, "You need to, you want, just had to
1: take." Yeah, it was the guy uh, Darrell. Okay, he he was on my jewelry in 1985 with the murder cases and you know. uh uh-huh. He's the jeweler. Uh-huh. He hung the jewelry
0: because he was the only one that. that
1: and they locked him up. Gave him a half a million dollar bail because... He wouldn't make you guilty. Right. They had the same face. They embarrassed. You know? Street nigga with a, with, with a GED, you know? Yeah. Street nigga with a GED beat this case and shit against him. Open shut case. Oh, no. He, he couldn't have beat us straight up. He cheated. you know. He bribed the jewelry. So they they locked the boy up, man. And then, all right, I get out of that later on. They couldn't do nothing all it. They put that in the paper, save face, you know. Mm-hmm. They embarrassed and shit like that. I cheated, you know. I cheated. I wasn't the only one cheating, though. What about <laughs> you? You was cheating. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't do that, though. Yeah. I ain't gonna take credit for that, you yeah. know. I didn't do that. I ain't bribed to do, you know. All right, but you know, excuses. So, okay, five years later when the feds come along, they go get the dude and all that. Tell us what Rudy pays you and all that. And testify against him. We let you go on this murder. He had a murder for killing his girlfriend. Yeah. Just tell us, you, you ain't gotta go to jail on it. That's how bad they want it. Hey that girl life don't mean nothing to her. He's just a, a, a stepping stone. He, yeah. All right. We'll let you go, you And he told him, he was like, like nah, fuck y'all, I ain't even telling them huh? They encountered that throughout the, West. coast They encountered it, they started with my family, my friends, right, hit a, hit a brick wall. <laughs> they went to New York, my in-laws hit a brick wall. Nobody and then they came. went out in the street. They would started combing the jails, and you know, yeah. and off in the world to do. You know. Nobody came. Yeah, no, they they going They going get somebody sooner or later. You know. okay. Yeah, they they get somebody. Mm. They get somebody. So they, they uh, when they came in the court, you know, these are all liars and actors and stuff. Mm. All liars. I ain't saying I wasn't dealing drugs. Mm-hmm. But that case you, that you put on against me, I was not guilty for that. Yeah.
0: That's you didn't
1: convict me on the truth, you convict me on fabrications. Yeah. I was not guilty for that. Right. But I'm not gonna sit up and tell the world, you know, in the, in the black community that I wasn't dealing drugs. Yeah. They, they knew that. Yeah. They knew that I was. But they they put us in a situation where we have to do things like, it. they do it. Yes. That's their affirmative action. You know, right. that's the only way a black man can get affirmative action is you know stealing this, stealing everything he can get. You know, cutting corners and all that. You know.
0: The guy, uh, uh, uh freeway Ricky Ross. He said in one of the interviews he had, he said that back in the day, the government would just drop drugs off by the trail. To- Railroad tracks, and that was their
1: way of putting the drugs in the in the hoods back then. That, you go life back life. even farther than that. It goes back. You talking about the eighties? We talking? You go back to the sixties and all. Drugs, heroin, which would put you to sleep, take your energy. You don't want to do anything, but, but no. Nah, they put that in our neighborhood during the time of the Vietnam
0: War. But they put it there.
1: Yeah, they put it there. During the time, not just the Vietnam War, but the time of the black yeah. liberation movement, black yeah. power movement, yeah. civil rights. Mm-hmm. They put that in there done, you know.
0: For that project to yeah. be done. To yeah. get these
1: people to... Get these people to go to sleep you know, fall off. Because yeah. when you high off there, all you want to do is sit around nodding. And enjoy your high like these kids with the Percocets, nowadays. Mm-hmm. You notice that every decade and every generation, you know, they got a whole new type of drug, and a new
0: yeah, lifestyle, yeah, always see that. Always new lifestyle
1: style to go yeah. with it all. That.
0: The, the popular drug.
1: yeah, yeah. They they uh, They was afraid of hip hop, man. Yeah. Hip hop, rap music. Before it was even hip hop, rap music. They was afraid of that, right? Because it's a militant response. It was like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, you say, do this. We ain't going to play by our own rules, now. We ain't playing by your rules. That's
0: why when people like N.W.A. and them came out, they was on their back because they was rebellious against the police and all that
1: type of stuff. So. yeah ask itself a question, you know. To get to the truth, you got to always ask the right question. What brought about hip-hop?
0: Other genres, like turn
1: from different genres that turn into? No. Okay. Not really either. It didn't come from other music either. Okay. Inspiration for hip hop came from us not having anything. So we had to create our own enjoyment. True. Same with the skull caps. Yeah. The drag, the baggy pants, all these styles, they come from uh, us yeah. not having it. Soul food, mm-hmm. you know which was their leftovers and stuff back then. Yeah. So we created. But to add more context to hip hop is that. Hip hop came from us not having any role models and stuff in the 60s. We had a lot of role models. We had civil rights leaders, spiritual fathers. Or we had the nationalists, the Black Panthers. And even some of the street dudes were being molded and shaped it into activists, community activists. They was like, oh shit, they can organize, man. They get powerful, man. We got to turn them against each other. So what they did? The pamphlets. they killed them off. The ones they didn't kill, they locked them up. Nationalists too. Because they was uncompromising. We want our freedom. We don't want no we want na- we want land, we want our own nation, we want nationality. So this is what they we ain't getting y'all that nah. Yeah, Too much. Yeah. Y'all want some uh y'all wanna sit down and eat with us at the restaurants? Y'all wanna come in the front door, y'all can get that. <laughs> <laughs> we can a little bit. <laughs> but your own nation? No. Nah. Corporations? No, nah, we nah y'all can't get that. So up, the ones up. that was asking for that. They locked them up or killed them, Mm -hmm. They locked them up or killed them. We want peripheral freedom, complete. No, you ain't getting it, okay? So this is in the uh, 60s and the 70s. Mm -hmm. So by the time 70s come around, J. Gohuga co-telling program that they had to wage war on black people, on the black community, had destroyed the leadership, chopped the head off them. Martin Martin Luther King. Stokey Carmichael, Michael, they wasn't dead, were Newton, they was in jail or in exile. You know? yeah. They was they was on the run. You know? mm. So now you got all these young black teenagers males and females, all mm. out there with no leadership ability. Mm. So when you ain't got no leadership, what you do? You create your own purpose and directions. Mm. You know, mm. and they wanted to express themselves. They wasn't educated. They had a the vocabulary words. You know? mm. So they start rapping on the corners. Right. Okay. And it was military.
0: Gotcha.
1: The message. Ram after flash and yeah. all. Yeah. And then they say, oh, shit. They got something strong there. Yeah. We got to... Uh, if they keep going in that direction and all that, we might be in trouble. Yeah. You know, they waking up too much. So what we got to do, we got to turn that around. Yeah. Turn that around. So they start stepping to them and all that. Look, man. Look, we'll give you a deal, right? You got to change your lyrics and all. The people want to dance and shit. They want to relax. You know? They want to get high, you know? Yeah. You know they don't want to hear you know, about, it's like a jungle. Sometimes yeah, you yeah. wonder <laughs> why you keep from going under. Yeah. You want to make them forget that, you know? Right? So, But they were still rapping and all, and the rapping was a, a, a weapon, a force. They didn't know it. Right? Mm-hmm. It just came about naturally, you know. But society, corporate America, realized that was a threat to yeah. them. That was a threat, you know. Because mm-hmm. what R.A.P. was doing was turning away from society. Yeah. So we got to turn them back. Right. You know? That's what the word attorney means, you know? Mm-hmm. When people turn away from society and their laws, mm-hmm. their attorneys the one that turn them right. back before okay. they. That was during feudal time when you had landlords, real landlords, where you, mm-hmm. they was your lawyers. You got to ask them, can you go up the up the up the road? You get a pass. Can you can you uh, move? When uh, you tried that, they had lawyers, uh, not lawyers but attorneys, that turn you back to the system to contracts and leases, like they doing now. The word release. The word release. People thinking, oh, they're getting out of jail. Mm-hmm. Or oh, they're getting ready to release an album, you know, new album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. You know, but the word release and everybody, oh, that's a good thing and all that. Mm-hmm. But it, is it really? What do release mean? I mean, you had a lease and you broke it yeah. and you it really, you do it over again. Right, right, right. So they bind you back. Well, at least don't at the least bind you to something to a commitment or agreement or something like that. And the word comes from back right after slavery, they passed the law, that 13th Amendment, Mm -hmm. that you cannot be held to involuntary servitude Mm -hmm. except upon conviction of a crime. Mm -hmm. So they was smart. They they had lawyers back then. they was like, damn, how we can get these people back in slavery? You know they be down there stealing them water mills and all that <laughs> 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 So they lock you back up, they convict you for stealing the water mills, mm-hmm. put you in prison, mm-hmm. they turn around, lease you out to the corporations, mm-hmm. the plantations again, mm-hmm. release you. Because you broke the first lease. Mm-hmm. So when they release you back into society, they got a new lease on you, probation. The feds to put you on probation for for the rest of your life, yeah. and it's all kinds of terms and all of it. Yeah. So, it's got to understand the words and the language and yeah, stuff. You got to yeah. dig deep. You know, you got to keep yeah. digging and all.
0: You got to understand. It's it's best. What I'm, what I'm getting from this, everything, this conversation is it's it's just best to do your homework on everything. You want to know your knowledge. You want to know what you're talking about. You want to know what you're receiving. They telling you things you wanna know. What are you telling me? I wanna find out every single thing. Don't just go with the flow, cause you'll be pulled under the rug quick.
1: Yeah, they they uh they made a decision. They got policies and all. Yeah. Why they had policies and all? Mm-hmm. Because that's for everybody get behind us. Mm-hmm. Unity, you know. Yeah. Everybody get behind. This is the policy, right? Mm-hmm. So they had policies that. They made it illegal for us to read or write, to, to educate us. You know, you can go to jail for that. Mm. You know, to keep us in the darkness so we can't Learned. see anything. Yeah. Like Samson, we Samsons today. These yeah. Samsons today, they don't have to literally pluck your eyes out. Right. The school system will pluck your eyes That's out. The yeah. media. Yeah. <laughs> so That's real. we Samson. Yeah. Once they have some big and strong, mm-hmm. athletic, jumping out the, uh, gladi, you know, with the lines and all, yeah. jumping out of trees on lines and, yeah. you know, we just we doing that now, but we ain't jumping on lines, we we jumping over the hoops and stuff like in the gym to, yeah. you know, yeah. to make somebody else's billions while we get a million. Right. Right. They in control, of it. so. Uh, old, old white men in the corporate American, right? Mm-hmm. They the Delilah of uh, the Bible. Okay. They the Delilahs. Yeah. We shriveled up, soft most of them. Cause I, they don't do no real work. All they do is sit behind a desk. Mm-hmm. But they control with us. Right. They control us mm-hmm. through, the, through the mind. Mm-hmm. You weaken somebody's mind. You can do that through hypnosis. You've seen that before? You can't get up. You can't get up. You can't. They relax you so well that you actually can't do it. You ever been in the jacuzzi for the first time? Sitting there too
2: long.
1: (laughs) And the mind's a muscle like that too. And they relax their mind and all. And you ain't. Mentally, you soft. Uh, Exercise. Yeah. so that's us today, you know. Uh, we jumping out of gyms and all that, but they controlling us.
0: I got two more questions for you. you we gonna wrap up. What's um? Who is somebody that that was that you uh you looked up to growing up?
1: When I was young, I I I, I looked up to a lot of dudes I hear about. You know, that song, so that song, so when I was real young, mm-hmm. neighborhood uh, uh, tough guys. Mm-hmm. You know, And every one of them guys you know, that I thought was tough based on what people said about him, they'll point him out when they come to the neighborhood. That's so-and-so, so-and-so. Oh, that's him. You know? Man, I can put a face in the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just heard
0: about him. You never seen him. Right. I was okay. like, damn. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: And then two or three months and all that, somebody else be chasing him down the street he get into it and all that, somebody put their finger in the face, you punk ass, man, why I gotta be all that, you know? Why I gotta be all, that? I was like, damn, you know? My hero's crushed. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, I was making him bite the dude's yeah. finger off, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his yeah. neck off or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, he yeah. punked out, you know? Mm-hmm. And that happened, every dude, you know, that I heard something about, you know, that's supposed to be like that, mm-hmm. he's punking out, you know? So I was like, damn, you know, I ain't punking out like him. Yeah. Police pulled a gun on me and all Get that gun out of my face, man, you know. Mm-hmm. I was yarking crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a, I'm on, you know, I ain't punking out like him, you know. And uh, but then I read about George Jackson, Shaker Bar and all them dudes. They was a the real deal.
0: With That's what I was gonna ask you about. That's why I asked
1: that. You know, Nat Turner, Hiram mm-hmm. Newton. But here Newton he he got in the end, you know, he he got soft, you know. Yeah, he wasn't that dude. He he got scared, you know. <laughs> he still, you know, hiding it, but he got scared in the end. Yeah, he couldn't handle it. You know, that's why he turned to the doping and getting high and all. Mm-hmm. He still though, you can't take credit from him, you know, when he was young, you know. Yeah. See, a lot of everybody when they're young got hot and all because they ain't really seen no death and they ain't even really experiencing. It. Yeah. You know, by the time you get catch a couple bullets, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of daggers in you, you know. You be starting that that shit hurt, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> but you know, when you're young, everybody got heart. Yeah, yeah. But the option is take that person they, do they still have heart, you know, when they get my age. Mm-hmm. They still got heart. They scared now. And, they, and when they get scared, you know what they do? They start putting fear in other people. Man, don't do this. Don't trust that person. Like, Stay out here. It's crazy out here. Watch yourself, you know? Because they can't. That's the prison I'm talking about. Yeah, the mental prison. Yeah, I stay in the house. I don't go out, you know. What the hell is you living for? <laughs> what is you living for? What the, you going to put yourself in the prison. Yeah, yeah. What are you living for, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're just going to stay in the house, mm-hmm. wait on uh, social services, mm-hmm. what are you living for, man? You got a right to be all you can be, you know. You got a right to be all you can be, you know. You might be the greatest this or the greatest that, but you would never know cuz you're scared. You're scared of failure, you're scared of losses, you know. Your life don't really really begin, you know. You don't start living till you lose your fear of everything, losses, failure. Criticism, once you lose that, you know, then, you know, you Got a lot of people out there to could probably put Denzel to shame or Lawrence Fishburne, but we'll never know because that's they ain't going to get to that point because somebody might talk about them, you know, the first yeah. couple of times.
0: Scared it, scared to that
1: yeah, man, but that's letting other people hold you back and you hold you back, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You got to lose that fear, man. When you lose that fear... Dead. you can do anything 100%. you take yourself out the wishing world where I wish I had yeah. a helicopter yeah. I wish I lived in a mansion yeah. I wish I had a bad bad B like Beyonce you yeah, know yeah. Kim yeah. Kardashian uh-huh. you know the wishing world fantasizing and all that yeah. when you said that about George Jackson in the, um, I seen in the article he was saying that
0: cause that's the the people they say that that stuff. I mean, they, that's the guy they they say started the, the BGF thing, right?
1: California.
0: So, but, and you made a, a perfect example of what i always been saying about the gang stuff with the Bloods and Crips and all. Like you said in the article, it was if if I'm if I'm mistaken, you were saying that all the gangs were started for the right reasons. Everybody else just changed it into what it became when it came to the to the. the it gang. became
1: corrupt and, and then, corrupt,
0: just like the Bloods and Crips community. The the um uh all oh, most of the stuff was was for right reasons but then they changed it into bad narrative so when they when they bring up um was they because I know that uh, when was that article that was twenty fifteen when I'm referring to twenty fifteen because was he trying to implement you into the gang stuff because the, uh, the BGF stuff with that
1: no not the uh, reporter okay. Not a reporter. It was rumors, you know, that uh I started BGF back okay. in the days. Okay. But the BGF came from California. We was militant in it. Okay. You know, we had the Black Dragon family. Okay. But uh but I know all the dudes, you know.
0: Okay.
1: I, I know all the dudes.
0: But you but you it was mainly mainly I only asked that because you brought them up. And- Mainly
1: for the the, the uh, principles part. Right. For people you name. Oh, George Jackson and there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all about the principles. Yeah, they, they talk George Jackson, so dad, brother, blood, my but they didn't understand the books and they probably read them one time. You know? Yeah. They're not serious, in other words, right. you know, that they right. should be, you know. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: Two, the last two questions is, how did you own the whole new world? What's your plans for, for, uh, for the future
1: now? My plan is to uh, put myself in a position to help my people, to be able to do what I want to do, to uh, have no restrictions and chains on me ultimately, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it'd take money, you know, to do things. Society. And the money is in entertainment, which we dominate the, the performance level, mm-hmm. but not the business level. Mm-hmm. But we get getting there, you know. Mm-hmm. And the money is there. There's not no barrier for us to get in there. In some fields, mm-hmm. some businesses, mm-hmm. it's still barriers there right. that we got to climb and overcome or knock down, you know. Mm-hmm. But in entertainment, there's no barriers there. You talking about love and hip hop? You talking about you talking about uh, what you call uh, fellas and convicted criminals and stuff mm-hmm. like that? You, mm-hmm. Which you damn near have to be that to have credibility. You talking about street dudes? That's all they want to hear. Yeah, you know. So that's the right. feel. You know that your criminal record is not a liability. It's actually our assets. Yeah. And the movies and, and all mm-hmm. anything related to entertainment. I remember when the first time. I remember we wasn't. You didn't see no black people on TV. Mm-hmm. That was the sixties. Right. First black person I seen on TV was Sidney Poitier. Okay. And I seen him, I ran out the room. You know. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, it didn't feel right. You know. Yeah. The fuck they doing? They right. done, they done fucked up. What yeah. the country going to? You know? Cicely Tyson
0: and all. Yeah. She was around that time too. Yeah. That was later.
1: That was later, okay. you know I see her on there, but she was around, right? But a lot of times we had to have our own venue of entertainment, what they call a chilling circus. Yeah, yeah. Because they come in town. Right. Like we had uh it was a script, a street. Pennsylvania Avenue in Baltimore. Yeah. Memphis is Bill Street. Holloman's uh uh Lenox Avenue yeah. with Apollo. Yeah. Got cleaners and business and all. Them national Since national we couldn't national go, national go in their store, and then the, the entertainers come in, they this go for a circus. Our, yeah, this was our They be hungry, sweaty after they do seven, or eight sets of uh, entertainment. Mm-hmm. They hungry. They was like, you know, and they love that soul food and all. Where, where can we get some children from? Right, know? right. So they call it the chilling circus. Okay. It's a book. It's a book on there called the children circus. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. So if you read it, you become informed. And your eyes are open to a level that most people ain't, especially young people. You know, yeah, yeah. so that's good to read. You know,
0: absolutely,
1: you understand deeper. Your is deeper mm-hmm. than you understand as it's deeper, and you're able to understand. Yeah. If you don't have that knowledge, you don't read, mm-hmm. then you don't. You you can't even understand what's I going probably, on now.
0: Why always say if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in
1: a book. Yeah, put it in a book. But yeah. you know, it's deeper knowledge to that too. You know, yeah. because we don't read books. We don't have to read books you know. You know, nobody had to draw. We're so swift that they learn how to use it against us. One time, we the ones that wrote the scrolls and did all the teaching. You go back 10,000 years ago before they were civilized, or so-called civilized. Yeah. Now, I don't want nobody to misunderstand that. This is racism, I'm talking racism. No, no. This no, is history, you yeah, know? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Because there's a lot of white people out there that's good people, you know, they treat you better than your own people, help you want to see you successful. And I got friends like that, and I know them. Okay. So this ain't racism, but this is history. This is. All right. We didn't need no books enough. Did you learn how to dance from a book or went to school to learn? No. <laughs> <Play> basketball. <laughs> or anything, you know, we just natural. Yeah. We just natural, we pick up quick and all. So the average young boy out there, he ain't gonna pick up no book. How long it take to read the book? Three hours. They <laughs> gonna watch you though, yeah. like we 50. He didn't learn how to direct and produce movies from a book, from a book. he didn't go to school for that. Yeah. Throw parties and all yeah. that, Puffy and them. Them kids are billionaires, you know? you Dr. Dre. Making music and all that, they did that. They, they created it. This is they learned And then you have these people learning from them, what they always learn from us. Watch us. Stole from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are created, you know, naturally created. Mm-hmm. You ever heard the uh, ego tripping by Nick and Giovanni? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. She said she blew her nose, you know, and oil popped up from the ground, <laughs> or something like that. You know, yeah, yeah. We are naturally created. Yeah, now. Right. But we're not living in a society we created. Right. We live in a society where somebody else created rules and forced us to play the game. So if you wanna win, you gotta study the rules. You right. gotta it's like chess, checkers and any game has rules you know? mm-hmm. life is a game. We not gonna win being ignorant of the rules. Yeah. They're gonna blow the whistle. Whoop, foul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you mean, you know? So, you have to study. Study, you know. That's why, you know, they underestimate me a lot of times. They thought I ain't know nothing about no law, you know. Because the first thing they do, they grab your record, you know. How far he went in school, you know. He got GED. Oh, yeah, we got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I know more about you than you know about me. You know. Why do I know more about them... Or oh, I'm making my business to know more about it because yeah. I want to win. Yeah. I want to win. Right. You want to keep on losing this shit? Keep on watching, wasting your time watching stuff oh, that they yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: you want to win, study, man.
0: My last and final question, is what I ask all the guests that come on the show, is what this bottom one.
1: Baltimore is my home, you know. I grew up all I love Baltimore. Baltimore loved me, man. Even with all the flaws. Even with my flaws, they still love and embrace me. You know? Right. And the the love is more powerful than that. It? It's like you love your grandmother. You know, she ain't got no teeth left in her mouth. You know? She might be blind in one eye, you know. But when you look at her, you know, she's like the queen. you know? Queen, you don't see none of that. You know, she might not even can take care of herself no more. You know, mm-hmm. you might go up there, you know, and change her diaper. You know? Like when she, because, you know, we start out, you know, at the baby we, and we end up back in yeah, the baby.
0: Come for circle.
1: Yeah, because the baby had to be taken care of. And then, you gotta take care and then of the, the older people got to be taken care of if they live that long. But you love your baby the same way as your grandmother and all that. and that's I use that analogy for Baltimore. Okay. Everybody was like, you gonna leave Baltimore when you get what I'm gonna leave Baltimore for? I don't run from nothing. <laughs> I don't run for nothing. I deal with them. I'm gonna leave Baltimore for. Go somewhere else. Now,
0: Closing, I appreciate you for this time. And I learned a lot with this, and I know everybody listening will, everybody watching will. And um definitely enjoyed this episode a ton. And uh I just wanted um let everybody know watching or listening, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and on the podcast apps. I want to thank my Uncle Kim for putting this together for me. Definitely do it. He definitely hit me and told me, My oh, man, be great for your show. And I said, just bring him. Definitely put this together. So, um, in closing, we out. Yeah. Oh, you want to say anything? Yeah, I want to
1: thank you for giving me the opportunity. No put my two cents in.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. My
1: pleasure. In the pot, you know.
0: Man, <laughs> got an extraordinary story. And that that's I always say. This the whole point of this platform. Like, right? if you get a chance to check out all the rest of them on here that I did. So I see all the time. This show wouldn't be nothing without my guests. It ain't me. I don't take like. I did another show um, uh, Tuesday, and I was just, Wednesday, I was just talking, they was, they was trying to give me my props and all that, and he was like, you, you don't really be, you be humble with it, and I'll be like, because it ain't nothing without me, like, I just want to put this out to the world, like, I want everybody else in the world to see this, see what we offer, what we got, and to know that we got more than what you see, The we got more than drugs, and we got more than just violence, like, this is a beautiful city, and it birthed a lot of beautiful people, and I I, I cherish it. That's why I say I love what you said. Everything you said. So um, you know, I definitely—it uh, was my pleasure to have you on. All
1: right. My yes. oh, man.
0: We <laughs> out. Yeah, we out. We need answers, podcast.
1: <laughs> Be down, and guess what? We need answers.
0: Fresh up on the track. Come on. Uh bitch I hustle hard, gotta get that bag. Uh uh Bitch I'm with the gang and my whole team drag Uh uh You talking about some money, bitch. You need some more, you need some more. Might make and one got that way bitch. Watch it both, bitch, watch it both. How about it's